This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Well, this is an interesting Sunday. We're on the eighth Sunday in Ordinary Time on this February 27th, and we are going to be moving right into the season of Lent. Next week with Ash Wednesday begins the Lenten journey. And so it's been really beautiful these last few weeks in, quote, ordinary time, these ordered weeks in the beginning of a new calendar year to to listen to the scriptures and to hear what Jesus, what the Holy Spirit is saying to us through the Sunday scriptures. And so we're going to have a great opportunity to reflect and I pray prepare for this Lenten journey that comes in front of us. I want to begin with this prayer. I'm using the Companions Prayer Booklet that I've used every once in a while. It's a guide to prayer from the Companions of St. Anthony. And I thought with just the world issues that are going on, this is a simple prayer for peace of mind. And don't we all need peace of mind? And the only real peace comes with a relationship in Jesus Christ. It comes from knowing God, from loving God, and from serving the Lord. And so this is a very simple prayer, and I would invite you if there are particular things that are weighing on your heart, on your mind, anxieties, concerns, to put those needs in this prayer. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. A prayer for peace of mind. O holy Saint Anthony, your deep faith in Jesus Christ comforted your heart, especially during times of trial and distress. Help me grow in faith so that I may experience peace of mind and heart in my present needs. Free me from undue anxiety, needless worry, and burdensome fears. Grant me sure confidence, unfailing trust in God's mercy, and daily serenity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I just 
looked through this prayer book, this is just one of the ways that I am affirmed by the working of the Holy Spirit. And you could say, ah, that's just coincidence, but I see God incidences, ways that God works in the little things. This is just a little podcast. This is a a little opportunity for me to reflect on the scriptures, to be listening to the readings that the church gives us, and then to share that with you and to be able to give a gift that God has given me back to you, back to the Lord. And I was looking through this booklet before this podcast And this title came up, Prayer for Peace of Mind. And I thought, boy, we really do need peace of mind right now in the world. And listen to the words that came in this prayer, because they're going to come up in the scriptures today. And I just, as I prayed this prayer again aloud with you, it came to my mind, our heart. It says um, that St. Anthony had deep faith in Jesus, and his heart was comforted. It said, O holy St. Anthony, your deep faith in Christ comforted your heart. So if we're looking for ways in which our heart will change, it's to have deep faith in Jesus right here in this prayer. Help me to grow in faith. And I pray that all of you who are watching this podcast, listening to this program, would desire a growing deeper in faith. Well, this prayer says says that we will experience, and we pray that we would experience peace of mind and heart, peace of mind and heart in our current needs. Wow. And we pray to be freed from undue anxiety needless worry, and burdensome fears. And that change comes from a change in our hearts. I just think what a beautiful prayer, simple prayer, short prayer, but it reminds me that that peace of mind, peace of heart comes from the Lord Jesus Christ and his heart, his sacred heart. We pray to the sacred heart of Jesus, and we ask the immaculate heart of Mary to pray for us. Prayer for peace of mind and heart. Well, let's get into our readings today, because like I said, this is a transition Sunday. We will be moving into next week, the time of Lent. And so I think it's, it's a powerful time for us to be reminding ourselves, what has the gospel been preaching to us? How has the Lord been speaking to us through his word over the past few weeks? And, and let's take those messages into our Lenten journey and let them guide our mind, our heart. Our readings today, we begin with the reading from the book of Sirach. Chapter 27, verses 4 through 7, it reads, When a sieve is shaken, the husks appear. So do one's faults when one speaks. As the test of what the potter molds is in the furnace, so in tribulation is the test of the just. The fruit of a tree shows the care it has had. So too does one's speech disclose the bent of one's mind. 
Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that people are tested. The word of the Lord. The responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 92. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to your name, Most High, to proclaim your kindness at dawn and your faithfulness throughout the night. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. The just one shall flourish like the palm tree, like a cedar of Lebanon shall he grow. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. They shall bear fruit even in old age. Vigorous and sturdy shall they be, declaring how just is the Lord, my rock in whom there is no wrong. Lord, it is good to give, you, to give thanks to you. Our second reading comes from a letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 55, verses 54 through 58. Brothers and sisters, when this which is corruptible clothes itself with incorruptibility and this which is mortal clothes itself with immortality, then the word that is written shall come about. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, steadfast, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading comes from the gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 39 to 45. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the, the splinter in your own brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn brushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person, out of the store of goodness in his heart, produces good. But an evil person, out of a store of evil, produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What came to me, there's a beautiful song that's tied into the phrase, change my heart, O Lord. And as we prayed our opening prayer about peace in our mind and in our heart, certainly the prayer I think today is to change our hearts, O Lord, that our hearts, even in the midst of sin and, and, and our weakness, which is, all of us share, that if our hearts are, are going towards the Lord, that they're striving for the Lord, they want to follow, to serve, to imitate the Lord. That's our intention. However, if we decide to follow the world and the evil, worldly, tangible, temperate things of the world, the luxuries of the world, the lures of the world, our heart is far from the Lord. In the first reading from Sirach, and these are these wisdom phrases. There's a lot of depth in these words from Sirach, but that last sentence Actually, the two sentences here, the fruit of a tree shows the care it has had. And so maybe some of you who are gardeners or who have done a lot of work in orchards or whether it's trees or fruit or vegetables, I'm not too experienced in this, but we have some blueberry bushes and we're attempting, I mentioned a few podcasts ago that we've just planted our first apple tree. You know, and we are doing what we can do. And, and my husband's great at, at researching information about how to properly prune and how to properly treat and putting in the good organic soil and being able to provide a good space for this tree that we hope that we're doing what we can to care for. We're properly caring for this tree so that in the future, it will bear good fruit. See, and so the fruit of a tree shows the carrot has had. And so if we look out in the world and we see those individuals, they could be people in our own family, people in our workplace, people in our parish, people in our neighborhood, people we see in the headlines, and they have bad fruit. Their branches are moldy and brickly. It hasn't been taken care of. And so while we may look on the outside and see harshness, anger, anxiety, discord, how has that person been cared for? Have they been loved? Have they really received a love of Jesus Christ, of, of others? Have they been in a loving environment? Because if they have, they probably should bear good fruit. But I always think about when I, maybe I see somebody on the streets, I see somebody that looks hard and harsh and angry. Maybe they haven't been well cared for. This line, so too does one's speech disclose the bent of one's mind. We hear when the words come out of that person's mouth, somebody at work, somebody at school, our neighbor, we hear it in the media, we read their words written on a, on a, on a, a post, social media post. We get a sense of the bent of their mind 
whether it's peaceful and grateful or harsh and angry and blaming. You know, we, we can really, the heart is revealed in the words spoken by another. And so I love this phrase. It's a reminder. Don't praise someone until you hear their speech, until you hear what are their words revealing in who they are, in whose they are, who do they truly belong to? Do they belong to the world and are, are, are rushing to follow those, those, the title and the accolades and, and, and the, the financial uh, gifts and all of the, the accolades of the world? Or do they follow the Lord and are grateful and have a sense of humility and gratefulness about them? For it is then that the people are tested you know, how many times have you been in a situation and, and probably at your own church, it could be at a coffee and donuts. It could be following mass. It could be uh, at a group discussion. And right now our whole church is inviting people to come and gather at a group discussion that somebody will gossip or somebody will accuse or somebody will blame or somebody will complain And all of a sudden, it's an invitation to either join in the complaining, in the accusations, in the finger pointing, or to bring about peace and unity and mercy. Where where will we follow in that line of conversation? Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that we are tested, that the people are tested. I think that's just a great invitation as we go into Lent and we think about what are my words? How do my words impact others? If I'm married, how do my words impact my spouse? How do my words impact my children, my grandchildren, my neighbor, those that I talk to over the phone, those in my working environment? If I'm sending an email or a text, those are your words. How are you conveying your message? Is it joyful? Is it harsh? Is it creating disunity or unity? And we have to ask ourselves that question each and every day. I want to skip to St. Paul in his writing to the Corinthians. And for many of these weeks, we've been listening on Sundays to St. Paul's writings, and they've been focused on the resurrection And so I just want to pull out this, this again, piece of advice. And in so much of St. Paul's writings, what I get out of this is these are ways in which we live our lives in order to follow Christ, in order to better imitate him, in order to be a better role model to others around us, in order to apply the principles of being a Christian in our daily lives, in my work, in my ministry, in my marriage, in in my religious life, in whatever it is that I'm doing in life, in my suffering, in my prayer. So so St. Paul writes, to be firm, steadfast, be bold, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord, not to the work of the world, Not to what the world says, keep working, keep accomplishing, keep doing all these things. 
But the Lord is asking us every day, trust me. Jesus, I trust in you. Follow me. Listen to me. Obey. To listen is to obey if we're listening to the heart of the Lord. Knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Don't ever think this prayer, I don't know how, it's just worthless. I'm sick. I can't offer anything to help anyone. Uh, Whatever your situation is, give it to the Lord. He will use it. I don't see any change in my my husband, my wife, my my college-age kid, my grandparent, my parent. You've been wanting a conversion in somebody else's life, a person that you love, and you just don't see the change. Don't let that stop you from trusting that the Lord is working somehow, some way in that person's life, in God's timing for them, not for you and what you wish for them. Certainly we wish the best for each and every person, but the Lord knows exactly what needs to happen in their lives. We don't know that. We're not privileged for that information. The Lord says, trust me. And that means letting go. The gospel reading is continuing to be so rich. You know, we have been, I'm just flipping back here in the gospel. You know, Jesus started the last couple of weeks in this sermon on the plain and giving us these messages, you know, um, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, uh, give to everyone who asks of you. Powerful messages and powerful ways of living our lives. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked. Uh, This is in the Psalms. Blessed are you who are poor. Uh, Blessed are you who are now hungry. And then he's offered woes, you know, woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are filled now. Woe to you who laugh now. There's just been this ongoing message deeper and deeper and deeper to the disciples because he wants them to understand it's all or nothing. It's all of me or none of me. It's all trust in me because I'm going to give everything to you on the cross. Jesus would mention his passion and and give these insights to the disciples that um, my passion is coming. They will kill me and I will not run from them. And so here Jesus says many things, you know, can a blind person guide a blind person? You know, this first idea in a parable form, we don't know where we're going. Do we want to have other people follow us? Who's following and who's leading in my life, in the world? Who am I following? Who am I listening to? And isn't it interesting today we have followers right? You can have a subscriber to your YouTube channel or your social media channel or any type of um, Twitter account or Facebook. Now we have followers. Who in the world are you following? Or who outside of the world are you following? Are you following your creator, the Lord Jesus Christ? Let's go back to the tree 
analogy. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit. We've heard many people say, you know, you can judge a tree by its fruit. You know, if you see good fruit coming from someone, their actions, their behaviors, what they're involved in, how they live their lives, not just on paper, on a great resume, on great posts, but how do they live their daily lives? Because a rotten tree that has not been cared for will not bear good fruit. What's coming from inside is tainted, is rotten. It needs to be cared for. For every tree is known by its own fruit. How are you living your life? How do you treat yourself? What's your self-talk? What's in your heart? And then whatever that is, is going to impact all of the people around you. These last two sentences here, actually it's one sentence, a good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good. Here's this emphasis on the heart, but an evil person out of a store of evil produces evil. If your heart is filled with evil, it will come out your mouth. It will come out in your actions and your behaviors for from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, that sentence could be your Lenten meditation for from the fullness of my heart, my mouth speaks is the fullness of my heart, disorder, anger, guilt, disharmony, or is it gratitude, humility, love, patience, kindness, mercy, I kept thinking about that word mercy because we've had this in the scriptures in the last few weeks, talking about uh, your your father being a merciful father. And here I have the image of divine mercy. We'll be going into the Lenten season where we we hear about God's mercy. But mercy is given to someone who it's not really they don't really deserve that gift, but you're going to give it to them anyway. We don't really deserve God's love, but he desires to love us. Whether we decide to love him or not, even those who choose to defy the Lord, the Lord still loves them and he loves them enough to let them go. Father Emmanuel, who I follow, I enjoy listening to his reflections on the scriptures, had this wonderful um, visualization of going to confession, right? Because when we go to confession, we're able to take care of the soil, take care of our heart. When our heart gets clouded because of something I've said, because of something I've thought, because of something I've engaged in, I need to take that to confession. If it has offended God, if it has offended another, if it has offended my own self, and when we go to confession, Father Emmanuel says, and we confess our sins, God takes those sins and he puts them into the deepest ocean possible, as far away as possible. He puts those sins when we receive that absolution. And after God puts our sins in the deepest ocean, he puts a sign on top of that ocean. 
no fishing. So will you go back into that ocean and drag back out those sins? Or will you let the Lord do what he has promised to do? He is rich in mercy and kindness. Jesus, I trust in you. Let us pray. Probably a lot of you have heard this prayer. I found it in this book, um, the St. Francis booklet, and it's very simple. Join me in the serenity prayer as we close. Lord God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. God bless you as we begin together the Lenten journey. I'll look forward to talking with you next week and unpacking the Lenten readings as we celebrate the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. God bless you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.